Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <coughs> I scared myself and I coughed. That's okay. It's a scary cough. <laughs> Will somebody get us another drink? Welcome to Jim and Tomic's Musical Theater Happy Hour, your weekly podcast with tremolos, tremolios, tremolios, and tea. I think it was none of those, but that's fine. <laughs> if you can guess what the word was meant to be, everyone, <laughs> right in. Maybe you'll win a prize. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> Hey, Tommy. Um, hey, hey, speaking Jimmy. of tea. <laughs> hey, tea. Remember I call you tea? Tea. Uh, speaking of tea. Speaking tea. of tea. Like in our like in our intro. What are you What are mm-hmm. you drinking today, Jimmy? Hey, now. Um, well, I just found a little bottle on the floor, uh-huh. um, and it said "Drink me." Ooh. So I just did what it said because that's how susceptible I am to peer pressure. <laughs> bottle um, pressure and i've grown about yeah bottle pressure i've grown about eight foot um but that's okay hey you know what happens i now play pro basketball so it's, fine. it's all good <laughs> do they have basketball uh, in scotland um yeah, yeah. Do you, but i'm so tall that do they call just, it like, like created it for me wickery stonk or something wickery stonk yeah it could be <laughs> that sounds about right to be honest with you it sounds yeah i'm into it i'm a wickery stonk pro i uh, what are you drinking? Um, I've got a, a pot of Earl Grey with a mouse in it. Oh, no. I hate it when that happens. I, isn't it? Well, you know, it's sometimes it's exciting. No, it's not. Exactly. <laughs> no. Was it sleepy? It was sleepy. But it's a Aww. different show, though. So Disney copyrighted that. Yep. Um. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey, what are we on about? This is a peculiar chat, isn't it? It is. Well, you've got um, a quiz question for us, right? I do. You ready for it? I'm all ears. Bear down. Um, okay. Which musical, surprisingly, <laughs> was inspired by a story about a broken elevator that one of the authors made up 
to appease his child. What show could that possibly be? Elevators the musical! Exclamation point. Elevators the musical. It was Company. It's actually Company. Uh, <laughs> is that going to be your new your new video? Is like top ten Broadway elevators? Don't give away my ideas, okay? Well, here to hear first. So, what is that? What's that all about? This show is Wonderland. Here we are. <laughs> oh my god, have you learned it? That's impressive. Because it's it's um uh Rhapsody in Blue, that whole intro song. Mm. Wait, is it actually? It's is I that mean, intentional? Uh, it's just got theme taken from it, but if you listen to some of the underscoring of Welcome to Wonderland, it's got that Well I heard that, but I was like Yeah. Do you think that's intentional or do you think that is literally just stolen? And they oh. were like, no, no, not just that. It's not popular. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, Rhapsody in Blue, I think, is in public domain at this point. So I, I would say it's okay. okay. I think it's thematically appropriate for the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, is it like the New York kind of vibe? Yeah, it's like crazy New York kind of vibe. I mean, who knows? Well, this, this show's... I know. Ridiculous We're going to be here for a while. Oh. This is going to be one of those episodes, guys, yeah. where it's a bit, you know, we're, we're going to, hopefully by the end of the episode, we'll have come to a new <laughs> uh, understanding, maybe, yeah. of, of the show, but reach a, a no higher promises. order of thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, one, hey. <laughs> this is Wonderland. It's had about 16 different titles. Um Wonderland yep. A New Alice, Wonderland Alice's New Musical Adventure, Wonderland Alice's yep. New Adventures Through the Looking Glass, uh, just Wonderland, Wonderland. Yep. Wonderland A New Alice, A New Musical. Never forget that one. That's the best one. What? Why can't they? Because why, just... why have one title when you can have two? When you know? Just call it Wonderland. And have you noticed, Jimmy? So on the Broadway album, the actual logo... Mm-hmm. Um, like the logo type where it says Wonderland with the big W on one end and the big D at yes. the very end. It looks like a penis. Oh no, that's awkward. The big D, <laughs> a, yeah, a, the big, a, and the and the W oh, at the other oh. like. Yeah. Well, I always liked their original one, the yeah. like announcement one with the little love heart thing. Yeah. I was into that, and anyway, but it doesn't. It. Wonderland, Alice's new musical adventure, follow your heart, but it's not. It's a, it's not a new, and you don't have to do a lot of following your heart. Anyway, um, yeah. so music yeah. by Frank Wildhorn, who's probably the biggest name on this show, I would say. Yeah? Oh, I thought you meant, like, that we've, on this show, as in... No! I, mean, like, like, I, think, I think there might be some other people who <laughs> might be a little bit little bit bigger. Um, but yeah, I would say so. And But he always teams up with Jack Murphy, who's his um, lyricist and book mm-hmm. writer. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, Gregory Boyd 
also helped write the book. He also directed the original production, I think the Broadway production. Mm-hmm. And I think the the out-of-town previews beforehand, Tampa and Houston and Tampa again, and then Broadway. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it wound its way onto Broadway eventually um, in April of 2011, mm-hmm. um, where it had just the best run ever. Oh um, man, all, uh, <laughs> all 33 shows. Yep. Count them. Um, were you there? Let us know. I'm sure someone was probably there. <laughs> probably. That listens. That's like, I mean, there's not a lot of contemporary flops that are quite as, like, you don't see that kind of short-lived flop post-2000s as much. Like, usually yeah, not these as things much, definitely. close in previews or never make it because yeah. enough smart people look at the thing and know that it's not going to make money and they don't want to risk it. Exactly. The stakes are just kind of too high nowadays. Yeah. Um, but hey it did it, and it closed. Um, and then, just when you think it can't get any better, um, it's found its way across the pond to the UK, where it's been completely rewritten, pretty mm-hmm. much, um, in terms of plot. They've managed to keep the songs the same, though, for the most part, so that's good. Um, and it was touring away, and then... It shut down. And we so, we had picked this show to coincide with part of the UK tour, but... Yep, exactly. <laughs> Best oh, laid plans. Here we are. Yep. <laughs> it shut down. I, again, I think this is probably our Jim and Tomic Divine Intervention thing. <laughs> Only so I really apologize to the team of Wonderland <laughs> um, for being responsible for this, but that's okay. Um, so yeah, uh, how, tell us about some of the awards it's won. Uh, well, I've got a long list here in front of me, um, and it's blank. Mm-hmm. It's entirely blank. Yes, <laughs> it's a blank. It's just a really, really long piece of paper. Yeah, this this show has no awards. Yep. And what I really love is see mm-hmm. on the Wikipedia article, mm-hmm. there's like some great shade being thrown, um, where it's like. This production is one of the very few contemporary productions not to be awarded, uh, nominated for anything in any of the major award <laughs> options. Like, I love it. That's so well, shady. The fascinating thing to me, I mean, way back when I helped write the Wikipedia style guide on uh, musical theater articles. Yes, um, indeed you did. And there's We owe in, you so much. In the critical reception um, section, we take a page out of the movie style guide where you say whether it received positive reviews, mixed to positive reviews, mixed reviews, mixed to negative reviews, or negative reviews. And this is the mm-hmm. only article, this is the only show I've seen where universally all of the reviews were negative. Yep. Woo. Um, so, and yet, uh, we're like, and then why are we talking about this show? <laughs> I know, it's a good question because we have to eventually, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I we're going to run out of, of good things. This show's been on um, my radar for a long time, and it's, it's an enigma to me, Jimmy. Yeah. Well, I remember following it when it was first announced. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being like, yes, love me some Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Someone's finally properly bringing it to the to the musical theatre stage. Yeah. Um, this is going to be great. Like reading up, I was like, oh, Frank Wildhorn, great. We'll get a kind of, you know, dark Jekyll and Heidi vibe. That'll be mm-hmm. really fun. Um cool and then it just spiraled <laughs> yeah it spiraled so quickly um yeah. yet won't seem um, won't seem to die well we'll see if it manages to live yeah. beyond this yeah. um maybe it'll have a good run in like i don't know japan or something well, no they already did that 2012 was its japan premiere 
great. If you were there, let us know how it went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please do. Because Frank Wild Hunters really well. Like, they love him in Japan. Yeah. I bet you this would be more popular in Japan than on Broadway. Japan, I bet you. I bet. I don't think... I've yet to find a Japanese listener, but I'm sure there's at least one of you. Let us know. It's, it is, you know, we've got two sides of one ocean covered, but there are some serious yep. blind spy- spots in our knowledge. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So let us know if you liked it over there. Yeah. Maybe they rewrote it again. Um, but hey, speaking of rewriting, uh-huh. what what was it? Let's go for the original. Let's go for the uh, Broadway version. The what, Broadway what, what version. What was it all about? Yeah, because there, there are about 16 different versions of this show. Each out-of-town yep. preview had a different version with like whole new songs. Um, new songs, new characters, new plot points. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. But I know the Broadway plot as well as you can maybe um <laughs> yes good no but yeah better than most who are in the cast yeah, um, maybe yeah. um so it's it's an alice in wonderland story about as you'd expect alice is grown um she's uh, a mother with a child who's going through n- not quite a divorce but separation time with husband father um and so her and daughter and mother-in-law, for some reason, um, yep. move to a new apartment in New York somewhere. Um, yep. And, you know, the daughter opens us up by saying, like, ah, oh, you know, home home is a concept and home is, you know, this, this thought and not a place and, like, kind of reassuring herself about these things. And mom arrives mm-hmm. and tells uh, mom Alice and tells Chloe, the daughter... Is that right? Yep. Um, In this version, it's Chloe. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chloe, the daughter, not to use the service elevator because it seems to be out of order and blah, blah, blah. And then, um, you know, they talk and bicker about dad a little bit. And then Alice falls asleep. And then, because it's an Alice in Wonderland story, a white rabbit shows up and, of course, runs into the service elevator where Alice follows for some reason. And then the yep. in in a very impressive use of early two thousands projection design. Um, Absolutely, Beyonce, <laughs> eat your heart out. <laughs> it's a little. The projections in this are interesting. Um, the elevator descends. It's the rabbit hole. Uh, an anonymous voice sings a really inconsequential song about falling, and they end up in Wonderland. Ta-da. Where they're greeted weirdly um, <laughs> by a lot of Alice's, by like because um, that makes sense. Actually, oh, we're right. gonna we're gonna talk about this on and on. But like the reoccurring problem with this show is none of the songs serve a plot purpose at all. Yeah, yeah, um, and but the, there's just a lot of referencing. Yeah, to be like, hey, 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 Alice in Wonderland, everyone. That's a- what we're Alice doing. in Wonderland. Do you yeah. know that one? Here's this original story, but do you know Alice in Wonderland? Yeah. Um, th- remember that Disney film, that kind of thing. It's like yeah. it's, we're getting as close to Disney as we possibly can without having to pay any money. Basically, um, do you know what I mean? And so the the whole cast shows up dressed up as Alice from the Disney version. And sings a song called Welcome to Wonderland. Um, that's, you know, as a song, is not bad. Um, yeah. Then, then where does the plot go? We meet the caterpillar. Oh, first she goes through the door. Nothing happens. She just drinks the bottle and shrinks and goes through the door. Um, yep. Then she meets the caterpillar, who sings a song called Advice from a Caterpillar, but never really mm-hmm. quite gives much advice. <laughs> Maybe. No. 
No. It's like... Um, but, I mean, that's kind of fair because that's in the book. You know, he, he is very elusive and is uh, waffly. And yeah. And she leaves very misunderstood. But that isn't the point of this caterpillar. Right. And so... Do you know he, what I mean? Like, this caterpillar is supposed to be healthy. Anyway. Um, he and yes, yeah, she also meets... The Cheshire Cat. Yeah. Who's called El Gato. Because why not throw in a lovely stereotype if, yeah. if it's going, you know? Just mm. chuck it in. Um, so, yeah, we've got El Gato. And who, need, uh, who they, Like, neither of them have any consequence throughout the entire show. No, there's no arc. Um, and uh, then they meet just, like, the host of the, the rest of Wonderland. All, like, your favorites. Yep. Um, so we've got uh, the White Rabbit. The white you rabbit meet. comes back. We meet the the white knight, who's the head of a boys band, apparently. Um, yep, exactly. And then uh, we meet uh, the big one, the Queen of Hearts. The, well, I was going to say the Mad Hatter. Uh, we meet the Queen of Hearts first. Um, right. Why? I don't know. And then we meet the Mad Hatter. She's the new yes. Mad Hatter. They shun the old Mad Hatter, and she's the new Mad Hatter, and sings a song where she might be a dominatrix instead. Yeah, exactly. I mean, why not? Right. Um, and va- vaguely hints that she wants to take over Wonderland and unseat the queen. But you have to listen to yes. it about 30 times to pick that up. To pick that up, yeah. So that's her deep, deep plan. Um, and uh, you see that the queen is kind of just like a superficial queen. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to being a, yeah, an actual queen with right. any sort of power. Yes. Um, and everyone, and that seems to be quite a theme, is that everyone just kind of goes along with it. To I mean, that seems to be out. kind of the theme of this show is that everyone just kind of yeah. goes along with it. Um, yeah. And then... Yeah, including the cast actually being involved right? in the show. They're just like, yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Um, meanwhile, <laughs> like, Alice is searching for the entrance to the service elevator so she can get back home to her daughter and somehow falls ill of the, uh, the Mad Hatter and her trusting assistant, the March Hare, um, yep. who decide to travel to the real world to kidnap chloe the daughter on my favorite set piece ever jimmy (laughs) the mad hatter mobile it's so weird it looks like have you ever seen the movie the amazing race the great race um it's one of those uh okay i don't think i have the great is that race. like it's a mad, 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 mad world? A little bit. It's from the 60s. It's like a, a trip around the world. Um, Natalie Wood is in it. Jack Lemmon is in it. Um, cool. And like Jack Lemmon plays the villain. And I'm pretty sure... And he's like a snidely whiplash style. Um, I think right. A, okay. Yeah. A fabulous... It was a name. bit like Wacky Races almost. A little bit. Um, what the heck is his name? Professor Fate, played by Jack Lemmon. Um, Lovely. And like... He all of his like he's got a an entirely black hot air balloon and an entirely black <laughs> submarine and they all it's actually um, they have giant F's on their shirts and F's on their vehicles and it's very much what Team Rocket is based on from Pokemon at least the anime oh, version. Okay. Um, and this Mad Hatter mobile looks like a Professor Fate mobile. It's like a steampunk yeah. rectangular tank. That they somehow yeah. use to travel to New York, even though you had to fall down the service elevator to get there. And then they kidnap Chloe and take her back to Wonderland. 
Yep, through the looking glass. Through the looking Don't glass. Remember that piece yeah. of of Alice in Wonderland uh, fiction there. Um, and then, so to to save uh, Chloe, because obviously we need to. Mm-hmm. Um, Alice teams up with all of her new friends, mm-hmm. um, and they decide to go through the looking glass together. Right, to, because the looking glass is a delineation in Wonderland that leads to the Hatter's side of Wonderland. Maybe, yeah, yeah. If you've played, if you've played um, a Link Between Worlds, uh, <laughs> yes. I imagine it's like Laurel, basically. <laughs> Um, it's just exactly that. Yeah, and um, so they go. The Mad Hatter's evil um, has, you know, taken over the minds of everyone. We learn that the White Rabbit has a watch that can reverse time or make things go backwards, and so they intend to use that to like fix everyone that the Mad Hatter's brainwashed. Um, and then yep. they all get captured. That and gets it, stolen. Yes, and then it comes out, Jimmy, that the Mad Hatter is actually the embodiment of everything bad that's ever happened to Alice. I know, because she should have gone to Wonderland (laughs) when she was young. But she didn't, because things happened in her life. Right. Oh, Oh, curses. What a a conundrum. Um, Absolutely. And that makes a lot of sense. uh, You know, I fully understand that whole whole thing it's um, it is it of, is like that right on the border of what i can comprehend as maybe being a plot um right the white knight tackles um the mad hatter fulfilling his dream of always wanting to be a hero they descend into the yep. only trap door in the middle of the stage um yep. which goes into another world right the like land the below underworld. wonderland which they never so i think that's like low low rule right um, the, Maybe like it's like in the Twilight uh, Twilight Princess. It's like the Twilight Realm. Maybe it's like that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? All mixed in together. Yeah. Um, um, they exonerate the March Hare, and he has one of my favorite lines in this show. Um, he like runs away, and he goes, "Wonderland Two: The March Hare's Revenge," and then walks off stage. And knowing the history of this show, I'm like, <laughs> "No, <laughs> no, sir." no Um, thanks um yeah and uh so initially alice is sad but it's okay because chloe pops over mm -hmm. um and uh they go they They go go back to new york and they meet um the husband comes back who incidentally looks a lot like the white knight um Mm. and everyone lives happily ever after and i guess we did miss the part where alice temporarily encounters lewis carroll inside wonderland and they sing a song together i don't yeah because that i mean again makes perfect sense right um because also alice is an author of children's books right oh yes right and she's been rejected recently or we also miss the time where alice needs to get through another door that happens to have the mask of comedy and tragedy on the front and the way she gets through it is by saying my name is alice and i would like to make a theatrical entrance and then the door doesn't open just flies away um yes this is a bizarre show jimmy yeah, I mean, like, right. So obviously, you've just heard everything we just said. That was on Broadway, everyone. Yeah. That was on that was on Broadway. That's where you know some of the best pieces of theatre have ever been created. A, a lot of people said yes to this. Yeah, I mean, like we've seen in transit. I think in transit <laughs> makes perfect sense compared to this. Oh yeah, I mean this. Ha- and that was one of the worst things I've ever seen. So I think like the why this show is such an enigma to me is it is right on the border of being something. 
It's right, like okay. Right on the edge. It doesn't make any sense. It's not captivating. It's confusing and sloppy and cheap. But there are moments where I can see the glimmer of something, but yeah. they don't follow through with it. Um, they do not. And I know you're gonna give us you're gonna give us your theories on this. <laughs> yes, later on. In a minute. And I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. Well, um, let's have our first musical break whilst everyone kinda comprehends everything we've just said. Feel free to go back and listen to that again. Um, you will need to. Uh, and then we'll we'll see you in about four hours. Yeah. Um, something like great. that. One thing I do want to get listen, right at the start mm-hmm. um, is think about the fact that, you know, it's it's very widely known, it's a truth universally acknowledged, if you will, um, that Alice in Wonderland is probably one of the best pieces of fiction ever to be created. Yes. And it's it's really, right. it's very interesting um, that I was almost a children's literature minor in college. Um, and we did yeah. a lot of studying of Alice in Wonderland. As far as, like, right. Alice in Wonderland is kind of written before children's lit was particularly a genre. Um, Absolutely. Certainly there were stories, you know, you have Peter Pan, you have Pinocchio, um, you have, like, the Brothers Grimm and some of these kind of oral tradition sort of things. Um, yeah. But so it's, you know, written in that kind of, like, in-between world for kids and adults. But one of the interesting things about Alice in Wonderland is it's both one of the first pieces of children's fiction that is not didactic. It doesn't have, like, a very particular, like, here's the moral at the end of the day in the thing you learned. It's very anti-moral. And it's also, at least as far as children's fiction goes, one of the very few stories where the protagonist is almost entirely passive. Um, Yep. The world just kind of happens to Alice. Yep. And also, like, Mm -hmm. in in terms of her being a hero, Mm -hmm. um, she makes a lot of mistakes. And she isn't... You know, it's it's not in the way with a lot of the Brothers Grimm where they have this one fault that they get over. Right. Um, you know, she's uh, she doesn't have you know a huge lack of attention. She's a yeah. busybody. Yeah. Um, you know, she she is a big big daydreamer, yeah. and she still is at the end of the. Yeah, the she book. doesn't she doesn't learn anything. Um, yeah, and I think all of this to say that kind of structure is difficult to shove into the traditional musical theater box. I think the traditional yeah. retelling box. Um, pretty any film or stage or tv adaptation you've seen of alice in wonderland that makes her a thinking and moving and forward progressing protagonist has taken some liberties with the plot because she's not that in the book yeah exactly exactly and it's it is you're you're completely right she's very very passive um i think because i know we spoke about this a wee bit before um but my favorite adaptation that exists Mm-hmm. Um, would be the I don't know, like late nineties um, version with uh, like Gene Wilder mm-hmm. uh, and Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, um, 
and it's a really really good kind of made for tv movie yeah i think um, it's like a, a i know you have a Disney favorite one. i enjoy yeah. just particularly carol channing <laughs> as the white queen in some adaptation that i actually don't quite know but there's a video yeah. that'll but be it in exists the and that's the main thing yeah, <laughs> yeah she exactly. sings a great song called jam tomorrow and jam yesterday but never ever jam today but she's carol channing yep. so you know it sounds different exactly it sounds marvelous <laughs> um and I feel like that, like a lot of these adaptations, really get the the Lewis Carroll vibe. This yes. kind of frenetic, uh, very very oddball and off the wall yeah. uh, feeling. Like um, the kind of more crazy. modern, yeah, yeah, exactly. And they don't really they understand that it's it doesn't make sense. It's kind of like a fever dream, yeah. um, and they they completely buy into that. Which I think, to be honest, I do think the Disney cartoon does mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, they mess out some of my favourite bits in the book. Like, there's no Duchess, and I find that very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they do have that, you know, she wanders in and then suddenly she's in the middle of a forest and you don't understand, you know, why. Right. Um, she has those moments. The newer ones... The um, Johnny Depp I'm ones. Not as much, yeah, I'm not as much of a fan of. Mm-hmm. Because it's like we said... And this is, so this is it. They they buy into this new thing of changing Alice. Right. Do you know what I mean? They want to make this new Alice yeah. uh, who needs to go to Wonderland to learn something right. as if it's the Wizard of Oz. Yes. Well, and that's something I wanted to bring up because I think yeah. very particularly. So you look at Wonderland being workshopped in 2009 and you look at the very popular musical Wicked premiering in 2003. And it doesn't seem too far of a stone to throw that some savvy people were like, hey, look at this interesting reimagining of a popular children's tale. I wonder if we can recreate this hype with a different musical. And when you look at this musical through that lens, like they try really hard with their female protagonist to give her three or four male companions in this bizarre world along the way with a female villain. It's like we're trying to shove Alice in Wonderland into the Wizard of Oz box. Yeah, completely. I mean, like the way that the queen rides in on literally Glinda's announcement box. Mm Mm-hmm. For thank goodness, like it's it's the same thing. Yeah. The costume design, like, there's so many moments where I'm like, "Come on, guys!" Yeah. And like, I mean, like, they call it out in here. "Welcome to Wonderland." You know, what is it, Tin Man, Lion, or Scarecrow? Wait, that's from a different show. Um, yeah. Like, and the thing is, is like, it, uh, the Wizard of Oz is a very, very different. I mean, yes, sure, it goes to a different land, uh, colorful characters, blah, blah blah blah. But the story is very different. Yeah. Well, and Do you they, know, I mean, I feel like they serve completely different purposes. And they like the for a copy of the Wizard of Oz, this is a bad one because the Tin Man, the Lion, and the Scarecrow have a reason for to go with Dorothy on her magical adventure. And exactly, Dor- Dorothy isn't just wandering through Oz. She is following the yellow brick road to talk to the wizard. Like, there is a step one, yep. then a step two, then a step three, and complications along the way. It's like, I use Wizard of Oz as a climactic story arc model because it fits yep. so well. Um, and, like, they missed those things when they tried to make Wonderland. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Um, so, 
I mean, I don't, I don't know. It it does frustrate me because I'd love to see. I think musical theatre mm-hmm. is a perfect vehicle for the story of Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, as it is. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's so colourful. It's so crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's songs a... in the book. Like, yeah, it's it's written for people to sing. It's it's you know heightened above reality. There's a better than Wonderland adaptation of Alice in Wonderland that is like. A Care Bears made-for-TV movie that I watched as, like, a toddler. Um, Okay. And it's better than this. It's been a long time since I I love the Care Bears. And I certainly wasn't a connoisseur of musical theater at the ripe old age of six. Um, (laughs) Six. But, like... You were getting there, though. Right? You'd just seen your first song time. But, like, the the Care Bears Mad Hatter sings a song called I'm Mad About Hats, which has some really clever rhymes in it. And, like... Love it. There's drama. And and that's... Yeah, that's the thing. Is like Lewis Carroll's wordplay is unrivaled. Like yeah. it's completely unrivaled. So as a writer, as a lyric writer, you have so much to play with there. Like and you can have so much fun with word games. And they didn't um, take any of it. They, with... they didn't. They just stu- they just made it so stupid. Yeah, like this is um, this is the epitome of lazy lyrics. Um, oh my god, I know. All um, the way through. All the way through. There's no moment where you're like, ah, okay, cool. Yeah. Or like, I see what you, you know, like they give the occasional nod to the book. But I just, at this stage, I'm like, well, I kind of find it insulting because you're, it's as if you're saying, you know that book? Hey, welcome to us. We're better. You know what I mean? That's the kind of vibe that I get from it. I think it's even more baseline insulting. Like the one that sticks out to me is Down the Rabbit Hole, um, which visually is stunning. And like, yeah. If you you know if you plugged your ears would be something from a you know pretty decent musical. Um, yep. But the lyrics down we go, just look out below, and then Alice is like fear and doubt, freaking out, dropping way too fast. So like let's yep. unpack that. She has fear and doubt. Maybe she has fear. What does she have doubt about in that particular moment? Is she, there's yep. a thing she's like, that's not going to happen. And also, she's just singing her emotions out loud. There's no nuance here. It's not. It's like, here's the thing. And then she's freaking out. Okay. Dropping way too fast. Well, yes, we can see that. You don't need to tell me that. And then the elevator sings, just relax, enjoy the view. Why? What view? And who is this person? It's not the White Rabbit. And then Alice sings, how long will this last? And then sings, down and down I go to God knows where. It's insulting to an audience. We know that. We know what's yeah, going on. Are you, are you going down? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Cool. Do you know? <laughs> like, and also, we can, we can see that. Yeah. Like, and then the elevator says, here's where you're going. It's a special place with a lot of space and special people. Hey, guess what? I bet you it's Wonderland. Like, no, duh. It says it on the yeah. marquee above the theater. Like. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's just yeah, it's 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 an odd one. It's it's not. I don't really get it. And so I want to bring up as well. Recently, um, in National Theatre mm-hmm. over here, um, we had a musical called Wonder Dot Land, okay. um, which uh, was written by a guy called Damon Albarn. Do you know okay. Damon Albarn? I don't know Damon Albarn. So he, you know, Gorillas, mm, the the band. I am happy. I'm yeah, feeling, the like animated yeah, pop punk band. Exactly. So that's his. Um, oh. He used to be in a Brit a, a Brit pop band called Blur. Okay. Um, and then they broke up, and uh, he moved in and, and started Gorillas. And okay. Gorillas are great. I love Gorillas. So yeah, and so he um, 
announced that he was doing this musical, Wonder.Land in the National, uh-huh. um, and kind of came out as this like massive musical theatre fan. And I was like, wait, hang on. Is this it? I was like, is this going to be the adaptation we've all been waiting for? Uh-huh. Um, and he was really open about the fact that it was an adaptation mm-hmm. um, and, you know, very much set in the future. Um, not, sorry, not the, future, the present day. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of as more came out about it, I just mm. started to just get my Wonderland glaze over again uh-huh. um, because it was just another stupid messing up of yeah. what's already great. Um, so basically this one uh, was uh, Alice is an, actually an avatar um, on this app, of course. Um, and the main character uh, like lives through Alice and like plays through Wonderland and then kind of gets sucked into the game um, and then also has dad issues and things like that. Um, and the music is awful. It's god-awful. Um, and I'm just like, I don't know, I just despair, Tommy, because yeah. I just feel like the material is there. It's, it's Why can't someone good pick right it up? And, and there are plenty of, like, halfway... The, I've been doing plenty of browsing for very lesser-known musicals recently. Um, and yeah. there are plenty of, like, nothing adaptations of Alice in Wonderland that are, like, yeah. straight on, you know, here is Alice in Wonderland. And, you know, they're at least half as entertaining as the book are, but there's no creativity there. Yeah, But, like, exactly. something that really, really takes this story and this idea and musicalize it, musicalizes it in a new and interesting and effective way, you'd do great. I know. Maybe this is the one that Sondi's working on. Maybe he's secretly... Maybe him and... Him saying and it's something else. David Ives, but... yeah. He's secretly actually working on no, a really good adaptation. Given of given him di- given his distaste for Mary Poppins, I doubt he's working I on know, Alice in Wonderland. I know, but we can dream. We can. Yeah, I don't know. I just despair, Tommy. I just despair. I'm I'm right there with you, and it's yeah. The songs aren't the like the music. If this was a pop album, if this was like an inconsequential, yeah. unrelated pop album, it'd be pretty okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's I feel like what Frank Wildhorn does really well. Yeah. Um. You know, I mean, he writes he writes rock music. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's you know that's his jam, and that's great. Yeah. Um. And it, it's it kind of the same way with Jekyll and Hyde. Like, I can't wait till we do Jekyll and Hyde because I've got so many interesting <laughs> opinions about it. But like he, you know, that's his that's his kind of background. Yeah. What he likes writing. Um. So it it, it to- you're, you're completely right. Like it it does. It has that sound, but I don't know if that is the right sound for yeah. Alice I mean, in Wonderland. You I know do. I mean? So I think of songs like "Welcome to Wonderland," which we've already bashed. Yeah. But the pastiche of the whole thing fits. It's like honk yeah. honk whack whack. Um, I think of songs like uh, "Off with Their Head." Um, that yeah. the, the Queen sings in Act Two, which yeah. doesn't progress the plot and is very misplaced. But this kind of like down tempo soft shoe sung by the manic Queen of Hearts fits mm-hmm. really well. It's yeah, such it suits a, her character. It suits her, and like the Mad Hatter song, the, it, that's in my like songs you should know from musicals you've never heard of. Um, yeah, I think the lyrics are unimportant and naff, but there's something yeah. like. I'm the Mad Hatter, madder than a hatter should be, Mad Hatter, something, 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 me. Like, it yeah. is catchy <laughs> as all get out, and I have no idea yeah. what she's singing about. 
Um, yeah. And like that, the concept of this like take on the Mad Hatter, there's something so fascinating about that. Um, Abs- no, and that's the thing is absolutely, and that was one of the first things that hooked me. See, when I was when mm. it was initially announced, I was like, "This sounds interesting." Yeah, like yeah, the Mad Hatter being evil that makes kind of that makes perfect sense mm. in many ways. Um, the, how is this going to turn out? And, yeah, you know, ruin it. Um, yeah, promise, but but hey, nothing. But there. hey, I'm still excited to, to hear this to hear this solution. Oh, I've it's coming I've, soon, guys. I, it yeah, soon. This almost now every piece is in place and all that's left to erase before I take over all the power if every trace of dear Alice then the queen she's been a thorn in my side and she can run but can't hide we're fast approaching the witching hour and suddenly scores is my routine oh well all's well ends well farewell Alice too late checkmate is your fate it's over I call when you're afraid I'll write the ending of your tragic fairy tale I will survive and you will fade oh, with that flower small and proud while I prevail but hey not just yet um <laughs> Because what I what I think we should try and do, and mm-hmm. I think we should do this um, with the shows that we hate. Mm-hmm. Or not hate. Hate is a strong world. Yeah. We've said this before. Any Anyone that goes out and creates a musical, well done. It's, yeah. you know, well done. Well, um, and even, so, even more than that, like shows like this that maybe don't achieve their full success still give us plenty to talk about and learn from you know absolutely and it does have its moment so that's what i think we should we should do for the ones that we pan mm-hmm. we should let's find the good let's find because the thing is is i know a lot of people who love this show yeah i don't absolutely um <laughs> i say a lot i know a few okay um, <laughs> i absolutely love it um and i think one of the things that is really good mm-hmm. is um the the character of the mad hatter yes um so not necessarily in terms of, you know, a female role in the theatre. Well, no, maybe that's not what I mean. Mm. Um, in terms of like a an arc, I don't mean that because she doesn't really go on a journey. No, um, but she's, in this version, she's one of the most fleshed out characters in the show. I think. I think she's more yes, fleshed out than uh, Alice is. Yes, certainly to the point where with of clarity. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? You can you get who That's she true. is. That's true. Like Alice has bit. plenty of traits, but they're all it's just kind of a big grab bag. Yeah. But um but the song I Will Prevail, I actually really, really like. I heard it at a concert um really? performed and it was re- yeah, uh-huh. Um and it was really good. Mm-hmm. It was really good. And it is it's got that kind of Frank Wildhorny oh funny. Um <laughs> vibe. <laughs> Sorry, I'm six years old. Um <laughs> vibe to it mm-hmm. um and you can totally imagine someone like linda eder uh who played lucy and jekyll and hyde um mm-hmm. 
singing it with an ace. You know, I think if they didn't get divorced, yeah. she probably would have been in this and I mean, she would have been 100% playing that role. Like, I think that was some of the intent. And I always wonder, you know, I always I wonder the same thing about Jason Robert Brown in the last five years. Like how much yeah. your personal life interfered with the writing of this show. Um, yeah, exactly. Because I don't actually, I don't actually know what their relationship is now. Because um, mm-hmm. they've got a kid together, so I feel like they probably still t- talk. And I know she still performs some yeah. of his songs. Yeah, um, well, but I've never heard her sing this. And in so. in in the context of the show, like it's um, a mother having struggles with her relationship and do you know with the kid in the middle and like yeah you know the people write what they know whether they want to or not yeah exactly exactly um so i do like i do like that yeah um i think the boy band song oh um, it's so it's called it's so funny um what is it i'll be your one night your night yeah you don't have white night um no (laughs) i think like some of that it's the where um elgato falls directly into mm, uncomfortable stereotype land and is so unimportant mm-hmm. it doesn't matter um mm-hmm. someone like the white knight and then this boy band pastiche around the whole thing is very funny and like you know it's it's a it's a great way in like the moment they hit some of those nsync chords you're like ah i completely understand what your character totally. is and, and it's, it like it reminds me a bit like of Shrek. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And in, in those moments in Shrek where it's like, ah, oh, yeah, nice contemporary reference, and it and it, mm-hmm. it really fits. Um, but what yeah. I think the the struggle is here is that it's kind of the eternal struggle. They just don't take it far enough. They they're not they're not willing to kind of laugh at themselves enough to right. make it a yeah. full on pastiche. Right. You know, like, they're really still trying to make this sincere story mm-hmm. um, whilst doing all of these kind of silly things. Yeah. And it's it's a shame because you could totally, you know, we're in Wonderland. The world I mean, is yeah. ridiculous. So all yeah. you need to do is justify it with, like, because Wonderland at the end. And then suddenly it's like, yeah. oh, yes. And now the song ends and we move on to the next thing. Um, yeah. But it, you have to stare at it to make it funny and make it work. You can't just, like, pretend like, yes, we did just sing a boy band song. How's that, yeah. girl? You know, like, it doesn't work like yeah. that. No, exactly. Um, and then as well, like, the the, the Queen's moments. Mm-hmm. Um, She's which so do confuse funny. Me. She's so funny, but she's so underused. Yeah. I so, mean, they, like, there, there are well, like six characters in this that are unnecessary, including the Queen of Hearts. Yeah. Like, it's... I don't know. I just feel like it's almost like a star vehicle moment. Yeah. But they didn't get a star. <laughs> yeah. Like, they didn't follow through with it. Um, yeah. Because when we get on to talk about the UK version, mm-hmm. we'll talk a wee bit, bit more about that. But, like, her songs, again, they're, like, they're kind of fun, they're campy, they fit in the moment, and... Mm-hmm they're just they're silly like and that's that's cute that's that's fun yeah. um but again they're still trying to hammer home this little sincere story underneath and it just oh yeah it's it's a shame i'm despairing again look at yeah. that we tried so I mean, hard that's, that's the thing is it's like there there is such i don't know if potential's the right word in this show yeah. but like there's there's something there and clearly they've been trying for a very long time to get that something out with dramatic failures along the way i know i know 
Oh, Wonderland. Poor show. Oh, I know. Um, but hey, well, we tried to be positive. <laughs> what I do want to know, like, because I'm sh- like, I do know people who love this. So there mm. has to be someone out there who loves this. Yeah. So tell us, please tell us why, because I, I don't know. I, I have this thing where, like, I want to like everything. Mm. I see no problem in liking everything. Um, and so I want to get on board with this. And I want to be able to be like, oh, yeah, okay, I get why you would love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just can't see it yet. I can't see it. So you out there who's listening and is hating us right now because we're panning your favorite show, tell us why it's your favorite. Convince yeah. us. Yeah. Please. Yeah. And thank you. Yeah. And thank you. <laughs> exactly. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Okay, Tommy, the time has come for you to lip sync for your life. <laughs> good luck. Uh, I wish. And don't no, I think because there's so much good in the show, I think you can fix it. Do you want to know what I would do to fix it? Absolutely. I'm sitting comfortably. All right. Get ready. Um, a lot of it stays the same. We start not with, um, what's the artist's name? Chloe. Um, we don't start yeah. with Chloe in her bed singing. We start in flashback land where we meet young alice and her sister who i think should be called celia um and they're (laughs) in a field and they're playing hide and go seek or some kind of children's game and they have some very distinct like you know i don't know something they say when they win hide and seek that makes it very clear that like this is the game they play um yep and you know celia goes to hide it's her turn and alice gets called in for dinner and then the scene ends and then we flash forward and we see maybe the actress who plays young alice now as chloe as the daughter and make it clear that this is chloe now and basically the same chloe's in bed this sort of stuff but with some like you know halfway sideways like whatever happened to Aunt Celia and like oh we never saw her you know it's very tragic or something like that she went yeah. to hide and never came back um yep and then 
play continues as written, um, you know, maybe without the mother-in-law because she seems kind of unnecessary. Um, you know, follow the white rabbit, um, with some better writing or some better reasoning around it. Um, go down the rabbit hole, uh, skip the caterpillar and the Cheshire cat. We don't need them. Maybe they could fit in later, but like they don't, we don't need their songs. We really need to keep the white rabbit around who's maybe fleshed out Mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, and Mm -hmm. I think the white knight, because he's a pretty solid character and they Mm -hmm. both eventually want to help Alice out and help her find her way back up to New York, up the service elevator. Um, okay. Yeah. Introduce the queen of hearts. I think have her start with off with their heads as her like character exposition song. I'm the queen of hearts. Yeah. I am evil and manic and like absolutely crazy and bizarre and like loving you know the queen of hearts you love and know like from loving you one second to absolutely hating you the next second um and like telegraph her as the villain she is um you know uh alice falls ill of the queen of hearts for whatever reason it doesn't even matter um but the queen of hearts is you know doesn't like alice for some reason or at least portrays it that way um and then this is very specific she has um some minions her calling cards um they're all cards but she calls them their calling cards and she says i want you to take care of her indicating alice um story continues uh we meet the mad hatter at the tea party not a bad guy um you know lady you know still the mad hatter with some lyrical rewrites can still be sexy and like mad and like shun all kinds of you know societal norms or whatever um and is really excited that alice is there and wants her to stay for tea um or she wants her to stay for tea um but alice can't you know she's got to back get back home to her daughter they got to find this elevator you know sorry i i gotta go um other things happen. We flesh out Act 1. I don't know. We put some other songs in here. Whatever. Um, but we have to introduce the White Rabbit's backward wa- backward time-traveling watch earlier. So yep. this would be a good spot okay. for it. Yeah. Um, we cut to Chloe, Alice's daughter, in bed with a giant mirror above her bed. And, yep. like, cartoonishly long arms reach through the mirror above her bed that are maybe maybe vaguely look like something in the queen of hearts land um okay and like, yeah yeah wrap themselves around chloe and like dramatically pull her through the looking glass but like somewhere between wacky and creepy very tim burton-esque very you know yeah. david bowie labyrinth-esque um yeah meanwhile back in wonderland white rabbit white knight and alice they find the elevator and alice is going to go back up and alice wants the white knight and the white rabbit to come with her back to new york they've had such a good time together you know come come join me come help make my new home with me and they're like sure why not whatever um they arrive back in the apartment and chloe alice's daughter is gone where could she go um and they find in the bed a calling card which is the queen of hearts because it's a funny joke um mm-hmm. and like very wacky and alice in wonderlandy and the white rabbit who's of course on the queen of hearts payroll is like oh that must be the queen and he overheard her saying they were gonna take care of alice uh they've got to go back they've got to make it back to wonderland and so they go through the looking glass put that song right. there and act one um yeah but in through the looking glass they decide you know 
we learned when we were there, Wonderland is a land of child's imagination. It is a land of youth, and so we have to prepare ourselves like children would. And so they, like, tie blankets around their necks like capes and put on, like, pots and pan helmets and, like, totally imaginary things in the real world, which become absolutely useful in Wonderland because that's how Wonderland works. Mm -hmm. We hit intermission. Um, Wonderland is different. It's, you know in ruins and darker and more dangerous than last time and something is going wrong and it seems like the queen of hearts has finally lost her own head ha 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 um and is raining down madness on wonderland um so that well we got to go to the castle and you know figure out what's wrong with wonderland and save chloe and all this stuff and complications arise who knows maybe they use their imaginary toy slingshots to like in this childlike imaginary way fend for themselves on their way to the castle um yep and they arrive and it is revealed that the mad hatter has actually taken over and is as evil as you know you might have suspected and it was the mad hatter not the queen of hearts who kidnapped chloe because she really wanted uh alice to stay for tea um and i think it would would also be fun here if the mad hatter um had beheaded the queen of hearts not killed her just separated Uh the queen of hearts head from the queen of hearts body and have like the head complaining in one cage and the body in another cage i think that's funny absolutely um and then of course they brought all this childhood stuff including a toy that alice had passed down to chloe maybe something that she had gotten from her sister aunt celia yeah which the mad hatter recognizes and suddenly it is revealed that the mad hatter is alice's sister celia who all those years ago when she went to go play hide and seek and never came back ended up in wonderland um Mm -hmm. what do we do how do we fix it Thank goodness the White Rabbit's watch can turn back time. They use it on Celia to bring her back to, like, her pre-evil state or whatever. Save Chloe, I'll go back home, la-da-da, the very end. Yeah. I think that would fix it. Well, it's instantly better, yeah. Right? But do you know why it's instantly better? Hmm. Because there's one plot. Right. One easy plot. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? There's literally one through lay. It's funny, that, isn't it? Because it's, like, the most... It's so close. <laughs> it's so close. Yeah, uh-huh. Well, no, to be honest, I don't think it is. I think, like, yours is a lot closer to what it, it should be. But I, mm. I just don't know why. I don't know why they've ended up with what they had. Because yeah. what you've just described there is a really nice, simple, right? and clear like Maybe not the best, the best plot, but still fits very much with some of the strong characters they have. Like Totally. And, like, you know, there's loads of morals you can throw in there. Right? And it, um, There's it calls, loads of lessons to be learned. And like, it calls to this, like, childhood wonderment and, like, losing your childhood and, like, which seems core to Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, so, exactly. But you do, I wonder um, about shows like this that get rewritten all the time. Like, when do we hit yeah. Ship of Theseus land where, like, you've rewritten the show so many times that it might as well just be a different show. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and that's a beautiful segue to find out how Wonderland is now a completely different show in the UK.
So, uh, sadly, yeah. it wasn't. They didn't pick up my plot. They didn't. Well, sadly, and I mean me, that. I mean that strongly. Call me Frank Wildhorn. Um, we'll we'll work something out. Yeah, exactly. Seriously, maybe that will be the next version. Maybe that will be Germany. Ooh, they'll, I can be like the, the the fifth book writer on the on the. What would you do the if they just if they like secretly listened to this and then just pinched your idea? What would you do? I'd I'd complain. Clearly, we've established it in the podcast first. But if yeah. they want to but call do, me, so and do we have any? Yeah, well, exactly. But do we have any? Do we have any legal right over that? Yeah. I said it first. Oh, really? We could take them to court? Yeah, Excellent. in the United States, if you come up with an idea first and can prove it, you have a... Yeah. I forget what it's called. I think that's true. I don't know. Okay, let's go for that. <laughs> ha We've caught you. <laughs> Give us lots of money. Um, no, so, uh, yeah, so the UK version, let me tell you about what's going on over here. Mm, so, I'm excited. Um, yeah, so basically it's um, it was touring. Uh, this is the first time it's ever been over here. Um and I'm sure probably a lot of listeners have probably seen it because it, it did a, a good spread of the UK. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it premiered in, in Edinburgh and then went down and came back up again. Um, and then three venues before it was due to finish, um, they put out a notice that they were closing oh. um, indefinitely. Uh, because, so apparently um, they are having were having some disputes with their uh sound supplier oh um and you know it's it's that classic thing of a press release where it tells you absolutely nothing right um so you have to go deeper um and i think it's all financial i just don't think they've recouped any of their costs yeah um and so they've not been able to pay for anything yeah um and there's been uh you know people have come forward like uh part of their publicity that they've got the publicity from have come forward to say they've not been paid a member of the creative team mm. has said that they've not been paid oh, that's, um that's no fun and this is very very bad yeah. Do you know what i mean this is very very bad because this isn't the first time this has happened for mm-hmm. a uk tour mm-hmm. um and uh, i have a very strong feeling that it won't be the last yeah. and uh something's got to get fixed because sadly over here we don't have um like our union isn't as strong mm-hmm. um, as it is over in your neck of the woods, mm-hmm. um, just because our theatre scene is completely different over here. Right. Um, so you get, you know, over there, your rights are a lot more protected yeah. um, than they are over here. Uh, so it's much more easier to kind of get effed over. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I think that's what's happened, and I think that's uh, why it's closed. Yeah. Um, it, the reviews it met. The reviews that this is the thing. So the reviews that met mm-hmm. were mixed. Like it wasn't all bad. Um, you know, <clears throat> exactly. So there's a couple of two stars out there. Um, but I've, you know, there's five stars, there's four stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, lots of positive things yeah. to say. And I think that can actually be explained due to the kind of nature of British theatre. Well, that's that's um, what I was going to ask, because it seems, yeah. you know, if you go full-on panto with this sort of thing, exactly. you could even play off the original Broadway script pretty well. Um, yeah. Like, look behind so, you and all <coughs> everything. You know, make the Queen of Hearts a guy, like... Yeah. So, great. well, that's that's the thing. Yeah, most of, most of the reviews 
say that it's approaching panto mm-hmm. um and but you know with a bit more finesse mm-hmm. uh because pantos are often very rough around the edges but that's why you kind of love them right um whereas this is you know a lot slicker mm-hmm. um and you know actually a lot of the negatives that it got was that they were like well it should have just gone full panto yeah do you know what i mean they were approaching it so why didn't they just go all the way with it or go the other way and make right. it something good um because so basically they've rewritten it Mm-hmm. the whole thing um uh, mostly so they, they've kind of done the uh like wicked thing where mm-hmm. they've started to kind of britishize it but instead of just change the accents mm-hmm. um they have really significantly changed the plot so um alice starts off um in like a council a council flat okay um so kind of obviously that run down life and mm-hmm. um, she's got her daughter who's now called ellie because you know why not uh, <laughs> so we've got ellie um and she is just uh been divorced mm-hmm. um she has had her car stolen um and her recent book uh, just got like either a bad review or the publisher wasn't liking it oh, man, she um, just so she can't just said catch that. a break she really can't. It is the worst day of her life. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she's like, her daughter is kind of like taking care of her because mm-hmm. she's so like down in the dumps depressed. We don't have uh, Edwina. Edwina ain't on the scene. Yeah, probably, um, probably for the best. <laughs> yeah. So um, what you see at the start uh, is Jack is actually her um, next door neighbor. Oh, okay. Who is in love with her. Um, but she can't see it because she's all depressed and down in the dumps. Mm-hmm. Um, then it kind of matches up and rabbit a rabbit comes by mm-hmm. um, and uh, leads them into an elevator mm-hmm. uh, and she falls through. That's all the same. Um, the most, pretty much every review that I read um, said... We have no idea why this happened, but it happened. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like that's a good good thing about Wonder Woman. Um, so yeah, so she goes down, um, meets the Caterpillar. Caterpillar's the exact same. Mm-hmm. Um, Wonderland, the exact same. Uh, the Cheshire Cat is no longer El Gato because we don't have right. uh, a Hispanic community you in can't, the UK. You can't match so. that cultural insensitivity. Exactly. Um, so now he's just the Cheshire Cat. Funny how that that works perfectly do, fine. Do they keep the song? No. So he's now called. It's now got. Um, it's like the Cat Shuffle or something like that. Okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> and yeah. So he's got. He's got that um, same kind of vibe. Um, mm-hmm. And here pops up Jack, who is uh, a bit of a, a geek, um, mm-hmm. and. Uh, doesn't you know can't obviously tell her that he's in love with her right um and so what they do is they find the looking glass okay okay um then the mad hatter pops in who's like kooky and funny Mm -hmm. uh and a bit like ditzy and silly Mm -hmm. um and basically kind of one by one they all go through the looking glass. Okay. Um, but what happens here, the looking glass doesn't take you to low rule. Um, oh. <laughs> the looking glass uh, mirrors your personality. Okay. Which is- so you come out of the looking glass being 
the kind of opposite of what yeah. you are. Them, they like so, vaguely mention that in the Broadway version, but you never quite see it play. Yeah, exactly. So this is like legit. And so this is where the through the looking glass number occurs. Mm-hmm. Halfway through act one instead of the actual. Um, and uh, now I can't remember how Chloe gets down, but she's down there as well. Okay. Maybe they go down together. Um, so Chloe's there and she runs through mm-hmm. and she is... She comes through and she's like a big stroppy teenager now. So where she used to be nice and responsible, mm-hmm. she's now like a big kind of typical teenager. Uh-huh. Um, and Alice is a bit despairing of that. And then Jack goes through um, and that's when he becomes boy band Jack, who's Got like, it. I'm a hero and I'm really cool. So that's uh-huh. how take that box. Um, and then the Mad Hatter goes through and then oh. becomes like evil. Got it. So that's how the Mad Hatter Because she used to evil. be like cookie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think uh, maybe just before that, the Queen pops in um, and sings the tea song. Uh-huh. And then leaves again. And then the Mad Hatter's like, I'm evil now, so I want to overthrow the Queen. Got it. Yeah. Um, and then... And then it probably... I think act one... Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I think then act one ends with... I want to say, like, a reprise of Home. I think it's that instead. Okay. I think the Home reprise goes there. Seems where... moderately appropriate. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, the Mad Hatter and Chloe... Uh, not Chloe, Ellie, mm-hmm. team up because they're, like, moody. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then through Act 2, basically what they're trying to do... Oh, now I can't even remember. That's annoying. <laughs> um, but I think they still try and do the, like, they want to get back up. So, but I think the Mad Hatter kind of want to take take over, like, New York as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Ellie's kind of helping her. Um, but Alice wants to go back. Now, one of the key things here is Alice doesn't go through the looking glass. Right. Because she chooses not to. And that's very important, apparently. Naturally. Um Yeah. And... Um, the queen pops back and sings off with her heads Um, and basically what you find out here Mm -hmm. is that um, everyone who's in Wonderland Mm -hmm. so the caterpillar and the cat um, are all people who have kind of lost their way um, and so go to Wonderland and decide to stay because their life is better there Uh Um, and so what they do is they cut off their head Mm. and that means that they can't leave Mm mm-hmm that makes sense. But their head grows back. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so it's okay. Um, and then, so it's like Alice decides like, oh, should I cut off my head and stay? Mm-hmm. Or or do I, you know, kind of leave and be better? Yeah. So she's kind of toying with that. Um, and then um, I want to say the Mad Hatter like captures everyone and then i think it might be the same okay but it might also might not be i don't know (laughs) um and uh basically it ends with uh i think the mad hatter goes back through the looking glass okay um and she becomes like normal again Mm -hmm. um and then they have a really nice duet between alice and the mad hatter about like changing and how they can learn from each other. Ah, okay. Um, and then Alice takes Ellie back up 
mm-hmm. with Jack. Okay. Um, and Ellie's still like a strawberry teenager. Alice is still like normal. Uh, and then her and Jack like fall in love. And then I think that's the end. It's like... But you're just... What I'm just... And now the thing is, right, so I haven't seen... I didn't see it, which uh-huh. is annoying. I should have seen it. But I've, so I've got this from my friend who did see it. Um, and it, it it's literally is kind of... As is, is garbled as that was, yeah. that's kind of... You know, I'm relaying back yeah. I what can't, was relayed to me. And I just... I can't tell if it's better. <laughs> yeah. There's some of I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. They've okay, at cool. least tried to make it a plot, but it's not. Yeah. But it's not. <laughs> no. Um, and so, like, one of the things that, I, again, like, lots of the reviews said were, well, I, what, they were they basically gave their idea of what they thought the theme was. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I think is testament to the fact that the show is garbled is every review had a different theme. So whether it was about, like, seize the day, uh-huh. whether it was about, like, um, lo- love those around you dearly, whether it was about, like, staying true to yourself, mm-hmm. whether it was about the complete opposite and about, you know, change is for the better, mm-hmm. it, it, no one has an idea. And I'm just like, well, that's your problem. Like, there's your problem right there. And they're all still just kind of, like fortune cookie drivel there's nothing that's like really particular to to this plot or this story Mm, exactly exactly yeah and so i mean the thing is is most of the good reviews Mm -hmm. basically said the songs are fab um Mm -hmm. wendy peters who is played the queen of hearts Mm -hmm. um she's in like one of our biggest like soap operas okay um or was so that's uh, and so she's your name. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had Carrie Ellis, who is like, well, technically a name. I can't stand her, but um, <laughs> she played Elphaba. She's one of our biggest Elphabas. Mm, okay. Um, she's and like she also played... nine feet tall. Yeah, she, she is nine <laughs> feet tall. She is the biggest Elphaba. We didn't need to fly her. She just kind of stood up <laughs> yeah. full height and it was fine. <laughs> um, she also played Meatloaf in uh, We Will Rock You. Okay. Uh, and she's like, she's just like our kind of, the British Beltris, basically. Got it. Um, but I don't think she's very talented. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said it. Everyone <laughs> shit me. I'm fine with that. Um, anyway, people were like, they were so good. Um, the Belty songs were really fun. Uh, and that was that. But they didn't talk about yeah. the story. And they just kind of accepted the fact that it was drivel. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, I've said this before in the podcast. I feel like that's one of the big problems about British theatre is mm-hmm. everyone's fine with drivel. It's about the, um, the performances and not so much the performance. Yeah, it's about the it's the it's the catchy tunes. Yeah, and it's that's all you really need in a musical. And I'm like, all right, cool. Lewis Carroll will be so happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm like I'm back to despair mode again. Yeah. Uh. It's, you know... Why can't they get it right? They've written it five times. That's, that's, I think that's really the, like, if they just did it and got it right, we could be done with this show. <laughs> I know, exactly. And again. Uh, exactly. And I just, yeah, I don't know. And I just feel like, you know, we said at the start uh, about this having a life beyond beyond the uk i just can't see it happening now that this has also failed no um, i can't i can't even though it was probably a financial thing it's 
you know, I don't know. I just can't see it. Do you know? I think the one thing that would make them have a, th- a third or fourth or fifth try at rewriting it this next time, listening well, to my version during this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine? If they're like, bingo, right? Uh, Back oh, to the drawing board. Here and we I f- go. And I forgot to say, when the Mad Hatter's taken over and has beheaded the um, the Queen of Hearts, she of course sings a reprise of off with her heads um about the the queen and maybe alice because that's what she's going to do to them and you could do a great play on words with off with her heads and then off with her head and then end with hats off to you because it's the mad hatter i there's i I think there's a lot of potential here jimmy we could just do it. Is. So, we you just do it. I mean, yeah. it's fair, I mean, it's one of those. It's different. It's so different from actual Wonderland. <laughs> just write, write some better songs. Yeah, we'll call it Alice's new, new adventures in Wonderland. The new, new musical. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know. I just feel it's a shame. It's, it's just a shame because, and especially like I feel bad for Frank Wildhorn. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I mean. Jekyll and Hyde is so fine. Oh, there's just so much to say. <laughs> um, the Scarlet Pimpernel, the same. I've not yeah. really listened to Civil War that much. I just feel like he's, you're just like, oh, Frank. He's just so close every Frank. time. Frank. Exactly. Exactly. And there's so much, you're like, Frank, that's genius. Well done. Yeah. Now um, we do that with the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly continue the genius um and i really i i want maybe he's got his moment coming admittedly mm-hmm. he's done a version of um uh the uh manga comic what's it called um full uh jigger um <laughs> death note death note which is the manga oh really yeah um and uh it's currently playing or has played um, in Korea, I want to say. Okay. I want to say, yeah, Korea. Um, and starring, oh, it's cur- so apparently it's currently, there's one in Korea. There's also one in Tokyo mm. as well, which is quite cool. Um, and uh, it originally starred a guy that I absolutely adore, mm-hmm. um, Kwang Hong Ho, mm-hmm. um, who was toy in the Miss Saigon filmed version the new film uh, version yeah okay who's got this amazing and he played phantom over there is like i think de valjean as well like he's their kind of south korea's like biggest music theater guy i think he's incredible huh. um and i really want to listen to it but can't find any copy of that um so not that i'm asking for anything illegal but you know if anyone's listening out there if you want to hit me up <laughs> Go for it, because maybe this is it. Maybe this is maybe he's that's, done, maybe he's done this it. is his moment. Yeah, who knows? Exactly. Um, I know. I think Jeremy Jordan uh, did a workshop of it. Maybe Annalie Ashford as well. Really? I'm wrong about that. I like these. Yeah, these in maybe LA. productions you're creating. I'm gonna start making. Yeah, exactly. Too. You know that time Just when dreaming. maybe Carol Channing uh, was in a production of um, Into the Woods as the witch. Yeah, well, that'll happen when she's cry- cryogenically defrosted. Right, yes, next time. they got to wait every two years, that'll otherwise happen. she gets frostbite. Yeah, exactly. Bless her. Oh, little Carol. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, just, I'm sad. Wonderland. Sad. The gift that what? has not quite Wonderland. kept giving. 
nope it's yet to yet to give um but hail but like we said if if it's yours if it's your number one we want to know, know why yeah we want to know why not because we're like come on you don't know anything you know something that we don't and we want to know what that is mm-hmm. okay okay so answers on a postcard Well, Tommy, that was Wonderland. That was let's Wonderland. let's be happy. Wonderland, Wonderland. Welcome to Wonderland. And then it has the down tempo showstopper. Come on along and join our little band. It's a thing. It just makes you want to clap every time. I don't understand it. Exactly. And I'm sure people clap everywhere for this wonderful show. <laughs> really good show. Real, real big shoe. We got, a, we got a real big shoe. Um, yep. <laughs> hey, Tommy. Hey, Jimmy. Let's do something better next week. <laughs> yeah? Okay. I've got, a, I've yeah. got a, a, um, a quiz question about it. Okay. How exciting. You ready? I'm, yeah, I am, actually. In Chicago... There's a magical... Not the musical. Uh, no, not the musical, the town. Yeah. In the town, well, the city, I guess. In the city of Chicago, there's a magical, wonderful gay bar where every Monday they play musicals on the big screens. And the patrons of the bar shout callbacks at the screens the whole time. When they play the finale at the bar to this musical that we're doing next week, all of the patrons chant, Fall! 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 Yay! When one of the performers eventually falls down. What musical? Mm, and that's the film of the musical, right? It is It is the film of the musical. So it's a musical with a film version that narrows it down. It's been filmed, okay? Just to let you know. <laughs> so it falls. Um, curiouser and curiouser. See mm-hmm. what I did there? Um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can come and find me over on Twitter at Asin Hendrix and YouTube at the same handle. And I'm Musical Mash on Twitter and Musical Theater Mash on YouTube, or check out our show Twitter, Jim and Tomic. Or you can hop on over to our website, jimandtomic.com, which has the link to our Reddit discussion where we chat up a storm, ladies and gentlemen. Where you're going to tell us why you like Wonderland. Exactly. I think everyone comes back saying, what the hell, guys? This is the best show ever. And there's there's going to be like one thing we totally didn't understand about the whole show that like totally... Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like, oh, okay. And then we realize it's the best thing that's ever been created. I hope that... Do you know, I hope that happens. Me too. Me too. That would, that would make me uh, a, very, a very happy Tommy. 
Exactly. Oh, we all want a very happy Tommy. <laughs> oh. Which incidentally is my next musical <sighs> I'm writing. It's a, a very happy Tommy. It's a sequel to The Who's does it, Tommy. Does it by any chance feature, um, you know, a mirror where like hands creep out and uh, yes. ooh, steal the little happy Tommy? Oh, okay. <laughs> that sounds good. I would watch that. Um, tell your friends all about us. Tell your enemies. Please. And we shall see you next week. <laughs> I I was waiting with anticipation about what well bye bye we'll see you next week bye bye have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels well here's your chance Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There is enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.